15 Years in Hell by Luther Benson, Chapter 1. Early shadows, an unmerciful enemy, the miseries of the curse, sorrow and gloom, what alcohol robs man of, what it does, what it does not do, surrounding evils, blighted homes, a titan devil, the utterness of the destroyer, a truthful narrative, it stingeth like an adder. Yep, so he's off to a good start, even his subtitles, so on we go. Truth, said Lord Byron, is stranger than fiction. He was right, for so it is. Another has declared that if any man should write a faithful history of his own career, the work would be an interesting one. The question now arises, does any man dare to be sufficiently candid to write such a work? Is there no secret baseness he would hide? No act which, proper to be told, he would swerve from the truth to tell in his own favour? Undoubtedly, many. Doubtless it is well that the few have the resolution or inclination to chronicle their faults and failings. How many, too, would shrink from making a public display of their miserable experiences for the fear of being accused of glorifying in their past shame? Damn right. Or of parading a pride that apes humility. Yeah, I've seen that. I pretend to do no talent, but if a true story of suffering may interest, and at the same time alarm, I can promise matter enough, and unbellished too, for no embellishment is needed, as all my sketches are from my life. The incidents will not be found to be consecutive, but set down in certain scenes occur to my recollection. But that's, oh my god. Heedless of order, yep, style or system. Each is a record of shame, suffering, destitution, and disgrace. I have all my life stood without and gazed longingly through gateways which relentlessly barred me from the light and warmth and glory, which, though never for me, was shining beyond. From the day that consciousness came to me in this world, I have been miserable. Oh my God, man. In early childhood, I swam, as it were, in a dark sea of sorrow, whose sad waves forever... Jesus, here it comes. Oh my God. Beat over me with a prophetic wail of desolations and storms to come. During the years of boyhood, when others were thoughtless and full of joy, the sun's rays were hidden from my sight, and I groped hopelessly forward, praying in vain for an end of misery. Out of such a boyhood there came, as what else could come, a manhood all imperfect, clothed with gloom, haunted by horror, horror, sorry, and familiar with undefinable terrors which have weighed upon my heart until I have cried to myself that it would break, until I have almost prayed that it would break and thereby set me free from the bondage of my pitiless master. Woe! Today, walled within a prison for madmen, looking from a window, whose grating is iron, the sole occupant of a room as blank as the leaf of happiness is to me, I abandon every hope. On this side, the silence which we call death, that size which inhabits the dismal grave. There is for me only sorrow and agony keener than has ever been made grey and old before its time the heart of man. Thirty years, and what are they? What have they been? Patience, and as best I can, I will unfold their record. Thirty years, I feel, that the weight of the world's wretchedness has lain upon me for thrice their number of terrible days. Every effort of my life has been a failure, Surely and steadily the hand of misfortune has crushed me until I have looked forward to my beer as a blessed bed of repose, rest from weariness, forgetfulness of remorse, escape from misery. At the dawn of life, I, in its very beginning, there came to me a bitter, deadly, unmerciful enemy, 
accompanied in those days by bitter song and laughter. An enemy who was swift in getting me in his power, and who, when I was once securely his victim, turned all laughter into wailing, and all songs into sobbing, and pressed to my bloated lips his poisonous chalice, which I have ever found full of the stinging adders of hell and death. To who well do I know what is filled, burning and jagged links of the devil's chain, clutching through my quivering flesh to the shrinking bone, to fill my nerves terrible with agony, and my brain burn as if bathed in liquids of fire. Too well, I say, do I know what these things are, for I have felt them intensified again and again and again ten thousand times. The infinite God alone knows the deep abyss of my sorrow, and help, if help be possible, can come from him alone. I shall not attempt in these pages any learned disquisition upon the nature of alcohol, its hideous effects on the system, how it disarranges all the functions of the body, how it impairs health, blots out memory, dethrones reason and destroys the very soul itself, how it gives to the whole body an unnatural and healthy action, crucifying the flesh, blood, bones and marrow, how it paints hell in the mind and torture on the heart and strangles hope with despair. Nor shall I discuss the terrible and overshadowing evils, financial and social, inflicted by it on every class of society. Like the trail of the serpent, it is all over. Look where you will, turn where you may, you cannot be blind to its evils. It despoils manhood of all that makes manhood desirable. It plucks hope from the breast of the weeping wife with a hand of ice. It robs the orphan of his breadcrumb and says to the gates of penitentiaries, Open wide and often to the criminals who became my slaves before they committed crime. The evils of which I speak are not unknown to you, but have you considered them as rings real? Have you fought them as a present and near danger? You have heard the wild sounds of drunken reverie mingling with the night winds. You have heard the shrieks and sobs and seen the streaming sunken eyes of dying women. You have heard the unprotected and unfriended orphans cry echoed from a thousand blighted homes and squalid tenements. You have seen the outcast family of the inebriate wandering houtless upon the highways or shivering on the streets. You have shuddered at the sound of the maniac scream upon the burdened air. You have beheld the human form divine despoil of every humanizing attribute, transformed from angel into devil. You have seen virtue crushed by vice, the bright eye lose its luster, the lips the power of articulation. <laughs> the power of articulation, Mike. Yeah, I'm an alcoholic, so yeah. You have seen what was clean become foul, what was upright become crooked, what was high become low. Man, first in the order of created things, sunken to a level with brute beasts. And after all these, you have or may have said to yourself, all this is the work of the terrible demon, alcohol. I shall not attempt to paint any of the countless scenes of degradation and horror and misery which this demon has caused to be enacted. I shall leave without comment the endless train of crimes and vices, the beggary and devastation following the course of this foul titan devil of ruin and damnation. I shall only endeavour to give a plain, truthful history of one who has felt every pang, every sorrow, every agony, every shame, every remorse that the demon of drunkenness can inflict. I have nothing to thank this demon for, beyond a few fleeting, oh how fleeting hours of false delight he has wrought only woe and loss to me. Even now, as I sit here in the stillness of desperation, afraid of I know not what, trembling with a strange dread of some impending doom, 
gazing in fright backward along the shores of the years where I see the wrecks of a thousand hopes, the destruction of every noble aspiration, the ruin of every noble resolve, I cry aloud against the utterness of the destroyer. My life has indeed been a sad one, so sad, so lonely, that no language in my power of utterance can give to the reader a full conception of its moonless darkness. Would that the magic pen of a De Quincey were mine, that my miseries might stand out until strong-hearted men and true-hearted women would weep, and every young man and maiden also would tremble and turn from everything intoxicating as from the oblivion of eternal death. To many, certain events which I shall relate in this history may seem incredible. Some of the escapes may seem improbable. But again, let me assure you that there shall not be one word of exaggeration. Yeah, right. The incidents took place just as I shall state them. I have passed through not only all that you will find recorded in these pages, but 10,000 times more. As I lift the dark veil and look back through the black, unlighted past, I shudder and I hold my breath as scene after scene, each more appalling than the one just before it, rises like the phantom line of Banquo's issue, defining itself with pitiless distinctness upon my seared eyebrows until the last and most awful of all stands tall and my black by my side and whispers, hisses, shrieks, madness in my ears. I bow my head and find a moment's relief from the anguish of soul in the hot scoldings, tears which stream down my fevered cheeks. O oh God of sure mercy, save other young men from the dark and desolate tortures which gnaw at my heart and press down upon my really soul. They are all, all, all works of alcohol. Oh, how true it is, how true few can understand until their lives are a burden of distress and agony to them that the cup which inebriates stingeth like an adder. When you see it, turn from it as you would from a viper. Say to yourself as you turn to fly, it stingeth like an adder. That was chapter one. Bright and cheery stuff. Uh, hmm. Let's wonder what happens next. We'll find out later. Thank you.